It would be pretty hilarious seeing a lot of cats flying everywhere. <laughs> yes. Like hissing and meowing. And, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Skokri Cast, episode five. Um, this is actually the second take that we're doing um, because everything crashed. Um, my laptop went, and then Steve's phone decided that it was done um, with letting us use them. So <laughs> let's try this again. We thankfully weren't too far into it. Um, yeah, so my name is Chris Salzman. Um, I am a um, developer and game designer for Skokri Studios. I'm Steve Kemsley. I'm uh, the same for Scope Group Studios. Yeah. Uh, we do not have <laughs> Kyle Latino here, our artist and designer. Um, he is off um, with his heads down, just working on um, She Dwarf, the webcomic, which you should all read at shedwarf.com. Um, it's super good. Um, it's really, really good. Um, yeah. So if you've listened to this before, um, probably the last time you heard us was, was it six months ago at this point? <laughs> it might have been let's, longer. Let's just not check. Yeah, I, it's probably better not to check. Um, at that point, we were working on a She Dwarf video game, um, just for a variety of reasons that got shelved um, for the time being. But we might pick it back up um, later on in life um, once things settle down a little bit. Um, yeah, so I guess between the last one and now, so we'd worked a little bit on She Dwarf and kind of put it aside, and then um, let's see, we prototyped another game that we were working on for the iPhone called Cosmic Tapper. Um, that one kind of just didn't really go anywhere. I don't know. Do you yeah, want, let's, can you explain that one a little bit? Well, we we came up with a concept that seemed like it had potential and we prototyped it. It was if you've played Ikaruga where you hear this spaceship, mm-hmm. I, I expect probably 1% of our audience of 10 people. Yes. Is, that doesn't really work out, does it, to a whole person? Anyway, <laughs> not many of you have probably played it, but it's a, it's a game where you're a spaceship and you can switch the color of your spaceship in, be, between black and white. Mm-hmm. And whatever color you are, you can absorb projectiles of that color and you're mm-hmm. vulnerable to projectiles of the other color. So mm-hmm. it was kind of had that dynamic where you had to constantly switch uh, your character, as it were. Um, mm-hmm. And there were projectiles flying at you of different colors and you had to switch between them. Um, it ended up not being very fun, I guess is the, <laughs> is the short of it. I mean, we yeah. prototyped it and we found out early, um, graciously enough that it was not fun. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was one of those things where like it was, um, it was a more, more fun toy than it was a game, I guess, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so we enjoyed kind of putting it together and playing around with it, but it was just, um, better to put aside. Um, yeah. Right. So, one valuable part about prototyping is that you don't, do, you know, do a Kickstarter and, <laughs> you know, raise all this money or, you know, dump a bunch of money into into a game, a bunch of money and time into something that's just really not going to go anywhere. So, yeah, so yeah. put that aside. Um, and then, let's see, last month, I just checked on Slack. It looks like sometime in January, we started working on another prototype for a game that started off with the code name of Space Jump and is now currently called Cat with a Jetpack. So, <laughs> um, so Steve, this was originally your idea. Why don't you? Can you kind of explain explain where we started with the, the initial idea? Yeah, uh, I guess the the original idea was that you'd have a jetpack mm-hmm. and you'd burst into the air, kind of Angry Bird style, where you'd 
follow a trajectory and then release and then your character would go flying. I thought it would be cool to have maybe different planets with different gravities, so you'd have to kind of adjust your your boosts based on the gravity of the planet you were on. Um, eventually, we, so we started prototyping this, and we kind of realized that the fun thing about it was just boosting around, and the gravity aspect was not really that great. And um, then I found a 3D cat model because <laughs> we needed we needed some model besides just like a a primitive like a, a cube or or a sphere so mm-hmm. the, a cat seems like you know usually cats that's like a a ticket to gold in, in the video game industry mm, so yes, I just, yes. just found one to put in there <laughs> and a cat, cat with a jetpack yeah yeah and hopefully that will remain kind of a um a working title and not our final title we <laughs> should definitely definitely get a better title but um, i'm totally on board with that being the final title for okay the record. yeah <laughs> Yeah, uh, which it'll probably end up being that just because that's how things things happen. <laughs> yeah, uh, so yeah, we kind of you've been working on that, and then last week we decided to kind of set a deadline for ourselves and do some prototyping on it, um, some live prototyping, prototype testing, I should say, with um, some real live humans that had never seen it before. So we rounded up some friends. Um, over at Work and Tile, it's a space that we work out of in Ann Arbor, and um, sat down and, and had them try it out. Um, yeah, and so we, you know, let them play with it for ten minutes, gave them a little bit of information about what it was, and just you know, they they played through you know a handful of levels each and gave us some feedback, and uh, it kind of became clear just like watching people play it that there's there's some merit to it. Um, yeah, and everybody kind of said at the end whether they're being nice or not that they really wanted to. Um, they would play it again if given the opportunity. So, yeah. um, yeah, so that was pretty cool. I mean, I think for me, the most fun part and I'll like, yes, <laughs> ask you the same question, Steve, but like for me, the most fun part was, um, just hearing people kind of laugh when they were playing. Like if something went really poorly or really, really well, then just kind of enjoying, enjoying playing around in the, the space. So, yeah, I agree completely. That was my favorite part, I guess, as well of the play testing, because, Honestly, I think there's so much social pressure to say, "Yeah, I liked it," even mm-hmm. if it's horrible. That yeah. the only the only thing I can really trust is like an unbridled laugh. So yes. <laughs> I think that's the best indicator that we were onto something. And yeah. um, I think anytime we played or we play tested the the old cosmic tapper idea that we prototyped earlier, that was I don't think any laughter occurred. In that. Yeah, it was kind of like, um, I don't know, it, a lot of people made, or the people that saw it made the sound that you kind of sometimes make at an art gallery when you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, huh, okay. That's, I, I get I, it, I guess. Am I doing something wrong? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, or just like, you know, like, okay, well, okay, I, I get it. So like, what's the next part of it? It's like, oh, no, that, that really is, that, that is it. <laughs> oh, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's nice to see something that just we didn't have to make excuses for. Yes. It. it just it was just instantly fun. If yeah. not, you know, it was underdeveloped, but mm-hmm. I think even even in its primitive state it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. We're we'll be working on it for the next six months or a year, whatever. Yeah, easily. Um and then I don't think I'd I told you, so I sent a copy to my friend Val, um, who we 
you know, were not <laughs> not around. So she played around with it, actually using a GameCube controller hooked up over USB to her computer. No way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so she made it through all the levels, and uh, she seemed to have fun with it. So she's going to send us some notes on that, um, which will be really helpful to get. But I, I kind of like this this process of, like, let's get to some sort of, um, I don't want to call it a milestone, but some sort of, like, you know, releasable version of it and then let's see how people like it and then we can kind of keep on iterating from there right um, yeah. yeah um to that end what so in terms of what we're going to focus on what did what do people like about the playtest mm-hmm. about the game and, and what what didn't people like about the game yeah it seemed like the stuff that people didn't like is almost easier um that's well that's the, that's the stuff that sticks out to me so um, I guess we should explain it real quick. Um, probably should have explained it earlier. So cat with a jetpack is going to be kind of a platformer. Um, yeah. So you're jumping around within a level. You're trying to reach a goal, which is, um, a ball of yarn right now. Um, so the th- things that people kind of mentioned, um, the, like the controls were a little oversensitive, you know, so you, you kind of went from like nothing to everything. Um, so there's like a variability in how, um, and how much you jump when you, you know, when you propel right. the jetpack. <laughs> so you, you push yeah. the analog stick in a direction mm-hmm. yeah. and the, and you can push it all the way and get a really powerful jetpack burst, or you can push it just a little bit and and get a little burst. But it seemed like the little bursts were not enough. And then the, the big bursts were too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so people were never getting quite the, the precision that they wanted out of it. Yeah. Yeah, so we need to tweak that, and that'll likely be something we're just tweaking for a while, I would imagine. You know, we're just, yeah. yeah. So we're going to try a couple different things there. Um, there were just some like level design stuff that we need to take a look at, uh, just as far as a progression of teaching players how to play the game. Um, yeah, like I think something we observed was a lot of people didn't realize that they could kind of like they could fire down with the propulsions um, as well. Everybody was very focused on going vertically up, um, you know, up or to the mm-hmm. side, left and right, but they didn't really realize that there was a whole, you know, other direction they could go. So we need to kind of, you know, work on that <laughs> a bit. And that's important because yeah. it gives you a lot of control over um, mm-hmm. how you can land, if you can figure out how to propel yourself downward. And yeah. Otherwise, you're just flying over your goal and mm. hopelessly, and you're seeing the cat plummet to, yeah. you know, well, I'm not going to say death because this is a family game, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not, we don't like pull out another cat every time, which would be, yeah, it's not a grand, like, yeah, some sort of grand statement on mortality and all that. But it's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but it is just, it's kind of like a, you know, you can do this action that will be pretty useful to you, but no one, very few people pick, picked up on it. But they didn't pick up on it, not because everybody's dumb, but because, you know, we, we didn't, um, provide good tools for showing them how to do that. So the thing I keep thinking about is, um, we've talked about it internally a little bit. Like we want the player to feel clever, not the game designer to feel clever. So, yeah, the levels should be designed such that once the player figures it out, they feel like they kind of bested the game, not that they finally figured out the, the silly thing we were trying to teach them. So, right. Um, you want to give them enough tools t- to complete the level that they're on without mm-hmm. giving them too hard of a challenge where you haven't prepped them for it. 
yeah. there's a fine line between giving him too much and giving him too little. So mm-hmm. hopefully we can strike that balance in our game design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. So I think like, yeah, would you say that's a big thing that we need to try to do for the next release? You know, is just do a better job with, um, with level design and that progression. Yeah. I think just be very intentional about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about this a little bit, but like, I think that good level design should be kind of like telling a story where we're mm-hmm. building on top of the last level mm-hmm. and we're only using the skills or requiring the skills that the players already learned. We're not just throwing in, okay, now you have to use three different skills that you haven't used before on this new level. You're mm-hmm. maybe you're adding one new thing per level. Yeah. And, but I think that it's important to add, add at least one new thing per level. Like yeah. you shouldn't just have a level that is the same as the last level in terms of skills required and challenge. Otherwise it's just, it's not telling a interesting story. Hmm. Yeah. And if you look at games like that, do that really well, Mario games or super meat boys, great example. They always nudge it a little bit in some direction in terms of level, level design and what you have to do to mm-hmm. complete it. There's always something new. Yeah. That's a good point. It'd be easy to crank out a bunch of levels that were just kind of the same same concept, um, repeated. But yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I hadn't told you this yet, but um, uh, when your daughter gets a little older and she starts playing with blocks and stuff, so I found playing playing with blocks with my daughter, um, it's amazing how many different like things you can do just with a standard set of blocks, um, which is really interesting. Like, I mean, you know, you can envision the simple tower where you just kind of stack stuff on top of each other or the pyramid. But when you start allowing yourself to kind of like rotate the blocks or put them at different angles and stuff, you can just do all sorts of stuff. So the interesting like level design, um, challenge for us, I think will be a lot of fun, um, looking at that and really kind of constraining ourselves to like, okay, what are the, what are some individual ideas that we can teach people as they're going through? So, Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, let's see. I think another thing people mentioned, everybody kind of wanted collectibles of some sort, and we started working on this, but didn't quite have it done for this this prototyping session. So um, so adding some sort of thing that you can grab, um, like fish. But yeah, so you've been working on that. You worked on that a little bit, if you want to explain, <laughs> explain where we're at with that. And... Yeah, originally I was, I created a, a fish character that would, jump up from the bottom of the level and find its peak and then go back down. And I, I liked it because it was consistent with the reality of a fish, like jumping (laughs) from, from water up and then falling back down because of gravity. But it was so hard to ever get the fish (laughs) um, that I think that we just decided that the fish will be floating and rotating in the air and that's okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is not a game based on realism, so yeah. it's okay that we have floating fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a cat with a jetpack and then a really realistic fish simulator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to explain a little bit about the so the level design concept yeah. about like having like these bonus fish? Yeah. Um, it's a concept that you know we invented because it's totally brand new. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, it's like. <laughs> It's you see it in a lot of games like Mario where there's like the coins that you have to collect and basically they're placed in parts of the level that you might not explore otherwise. So it, it um it 
gives the player an incentive to maybe take an alternative route or play the def- level in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to place these fish you know, outside of the normal path that you might go to get to the, the goal or the yarn, the ball of yarn. And um, we're thinking about having a couple of tiers. So maybe the first fish that you get is a little challenging, but then maybe you can replay the level and there's a golden fish placed in an even harder location. So to encourage the player to go back and, you know, get a hundred percent completion or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I think that'll be, um, interesting. yeah, again, like sketching out levels. Um, it's fun kind of seeing like, okay, where would you place the challenge fish or the gold fish? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's, I mean, there's a lot of places you can put it even on a simple level where it's, you know, hidden or there's otherwise in something, yeah, a tricky jump. Um, Yeah, that's something I really liked about Super Meat Boy. I mean, they didn't really have it based on collectibles, but they had it based on time. Mm -hmm. And you had to get faster and faster to get, like, the best score or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember even the first level was challenging. Yeah. yeah, like you had to play it perfectly, even though it's such a simple level. It's just like one jump and you're done, you know. But yeah. you had to really get it down. <laughs> yeah, so. really optimize that jump. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever? I mean, did you complete Super Meat Boy and do all those challenges? No, I don't. I didn't complete it, but I yeah. got pretty far. Yeah. I mean, I love. I loved. I loved that game in the sense that you can, at least I could, play a level. 50 times over and actually complete a level. I mean, mm-hmm. usually most games, if I have to play it like more than two times in a row, I'm like, close the game and never play it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. For some reason that, that had a hook to it. Yeah. That's a really I think it was game. the immediacy to where it, when you died, you played, you replayed immediately. You know, there's no yeah. lag. Just, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, I never really thought about that. It's a really good point. Yeah, it's uh, playing that game. It, it's a weird flow state where you don't even really consider dying like a negative at all. It's kind of like a you're just continually learning. Yeah, so mm-hmm. if you were to watch kind of the final run of you doing every level, it would just look amazing watching you do it. But if you watch, if you sat down and watched someone kind of playing it over and over to beat each level, it's um, You'd be like, "Wow, you're really bad at this game." <laughs> but yeah, and to that, and to that point, like the genius of that game is that they show you every playthrough for every level. Yeah, you know, they show you the ghost characters running through, and yeah, and you see all the previous lives dying early on, and then only one yeah ghost character makes it to the end, and that's you know, it's it's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's really neat. Um, it's very like empowering for the player. You know, assuming you can eventually beat the level, that's very empowering. <laughs> um, yeah, I wonder if we should do something like that for this. Yeah, that'd be or are we going for? It depends how many are we shooting for. How many playthroughs or how many lives should a, a player spend on each level? I mean, I wonder if Super Meat Boy thought of that. The creators of that did they think? Okay, for this level, we were shooting for like twenty deaths. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from what I've read, I mean, they're smart dudes, um, but yeah, I wonder, um, yeah, I wonder if they were doing that. Like it's, it's weird. Cause there will be a player out there who has no trouble with it. And they're like, well, I don't get like, what's the big deal deal about the game. You know? So it's almost like you're, you're optimizing for someone, someone in that, <laughs> on the skill right. tree. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think as long as it's entertaining for the player, I don't really care how many times it takes him to do it. Um, I mean, I'd hate for someone to be bored, though. It would be pretty hilarious seeing a lot of cats flying everywhere. <laughs> yes. Like, hissing and meowing. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have some sort of full audio mode where you get yeah. just all the all the sadness. Um, <laughs> well, when do we when do we want to try to have kind of the next version done? I mean, committing to something is always fraught, but <laughs> I mean, is this like you think we're gonna do this in a month or in three months or? Probably the next time the uh, Scope Creep uh, cast com- episode comes out, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so sit there refreshing your podcast players. But, um, um, yeah, I'm not sure about the timeline, but yeah. I think that we need to... I'd like us to get the mechanics down relatively quickly so we can focus the majority of our work on level design, which mm. is kind of a flip of what we normally do, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. And the thought being that we'll be more successful if we can actually get to level design faster. So, But I think, I th- I'm thinking of this as a six-month project. Yes. Yeah, I think same here. Six months to some sort of, um, some sort of release, like 1.0 release. Um, right, and that would be on the computer, like yeah. Mac PC. And yeah. then um, maybe if it's successful... The idea is that this is another stage of validation by releasing it on the Mm -hmm. PC. And if it catches on, if people like it, then we might consider making an iOS port or something like that. That would be more like a version 2.0, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good thing to mention. Um, Yeah, yeah. we found that like the iOS process of like uploading an app and creating an app and you have to... It's it's very time intensive, mm-hmm. and like there's a lot of administrative stuff to do and a lot of screenshots to make, and it's just if you don't know that the game is gonna catch on, it's not if it's if you don't know if it's fun for people to play, then it's kind of wasted effort. Think, <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I'm I'm glad that we have done the iOS games that we have, but it's um it is a it's a different beast. You have this this big sprint to getting something that works. And then there's a huge amount of just marketing and yeah, administrative work to yeah, to get it live. I mean, I don't know how many screenshots, you know, you just did so many screenshots and movies and writing descriptions and that it's, um, you know, you have to do some of that for the, the Mac and PC releases, but it's a little bit more straightforward. So, um, all right. So what are, I guess, what's the next thing that you're going to work on when you have time to sit down to work on this? I'm probably just going to work on refining the the mechanics based on our playtesting session. Okay. Yeah, that sounds and good. And how about yourself? I am going to work on... Um, so we had committed to ourselves that once we were done with the prototype, we were going to kind of scrap... Um, scrap it and only move over what we needed into sort of a new project. Mm -hmm. So I will be working on that. And then, um, I want to focus on creating kind of the structural, like the architectural overflow for level, the level creator and, um, 
how we load in and save levels and stuff. So there's a lot of work just to be done about um, manipulating the data for levels um, and how we save it. So, Well, and if anyone out there is listening and they want to playtest hmm. a early release copy of Cat with a Jetpack, you're welcome to contact us at, um, what's our email? Uh, that's a very good question. I do not know what it is offhand. I think we have one. I think it's admin at scopecreepstudios.com. But really, I mean, if you're listening to this, right. you can just contact us in person. So you, you likely know us in person. Or at SC Studios at twi- on Twitter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. get in touch with us and you can, you can be the one to yes. inform the future development of uh, Cat with the Jetpack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah how's that for <laughs> how's that for phones are ringing off the hook already oh yes. my god <laughs> all right cool well thank you everybody for listening and um we will talk to you next time when we have um, a brand spanking new version of cat with a jetpack to show off um i've been chris salzman you can catch me these days um less so on twitter um more so just over email if you want to talk to me there it's um csalzman at gmail.com it's s-a-l-z-m-a-n at gmail.com uh, if you do catch me on twitter i'm just at chris salzman yep and i'm steve kemsley and you can catch me at our sc studios twitter handle so hit us up on there and we'll see you uh for a, a pre-release copy of cat with a jetpack what's what's our catch phrase or tagline that we say at the he- Keep creeping. Keep scope creeping. We really need we really need <laughs> Kyle for this stuff. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can just dump him in. Or <laughs> <laughs>